Good morning, Patriots. And it is Monday, October 30th in the year 2023, one day before the big event tomorrow, which is going to be on the 31st through the 1st of November. We're going to be live streaming that through bardsfest.com, the new website that will be soft launched tomorrow. And then we will be in three locations. If you remember, we're going to be at, uh, there'll be a live stream coming from Dayton, Ohio. And that'll be the Resistance Chicks and their team. That's Michelle and Leah and their whole ministry team up there. We're going to have another location in Hillsboro, Oregon, which will be myself, Brian and Alicia, Rick and CJ, and the Kentrell family. And we're going to have a, another event in Yuba City, led by Pastor Dave Bryant at the Church of Glad Tidings. All of those three events will be happening tomorrow, all of them starting between 6.30 and 7, and they will be running through the night. Um, the Church of Glad Tidings event will actually run till 3 a.m. That's basically they'll do a sermon and then keep the church open until 3 a.m. for prayer. We have the event with the, uh, Michelle and Leah, and they're going to have... Uh, Pastor Devin East and Pastor Neil will be there as well. So there's a lot of great ministry team there that was at Bards Fest. They're going to be running all night. They don't know how far into the night, but they will go well past 3 a.m. And then in Portland or Hillsboro, which is just outside of Portland, we're actually going to be running all night and finishing with a breakfast, and a sunrise service and a breakfast. So it's going to be a big event of life, bringing life into this. You can go to the resistancechicks.com theresistancechicks.com, and you'll see the link up top. It's it's bringing life. The banner, click on that, and you'll have details on each event, which is fantastic. And it's really exciting because they're all going to be live streamed. They'll be live streamed on each of the respective channels. In addition to that, tonight we are going to be having a prayer call, and this will be streaming on our Rumble channel on, on um, Bards FM. It'll be streaming on the Resistance Chicks Rumble channel. And this prayer call is going to be... Uh, in preparation for this event. So we invite you to come in and pray with us. We're going to be doing this as a live stream Zoom tonight. So it should be really good. And that's going to include pretty much everybody on the team, uh, on the different pastoral teams will be together. So that's another thing to look forward to. And that's at 6 p.m. tonight, uh, Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. So look for that. That's going to be pretty amazing. So lots of great things. So that's a way to kick off Monday. No problem at all. We're, we're going to be rolling here hard. This solution that I seems to have come up with with Podbean, it looks to be working, and it may it is a definitely a workaround. And I'm just going to say for now, just for the sake of saying it, it took a lot of work to get to it. It's it's, uh, and we're going to let it run. And I'm not going to give all the details away because we know that the enemy enjoys disrupting everything it possibly can. But anyway, this is a workaround solution. It has to do with how Podbean platform works. Hopefully, this will hold for now. And if it does, then we have this solution solved as we continue to explore other options down the road for a more secure podcasting system, which is being looked at. In fact, I have a meeting this afternoon on that, on us housing and hosting our own system. Very important. I mean, we are in a very critical time of warfare and a lot of things happening. I think General Flynn actually has probably summed up the reality in a very short clip here of what we really face, and we know this, but it's it's refreshing, and literally trying to understand the magnitude of the threat that we face. Just take a listen to this short piece. We, we have right. the House of Rep- we have the House of Representatives right now is totally, completely broken, and yeah. they're totally owned 
by the corporate uh, lobbyists and frankly by the globalists who own many of these people because they've been compromised by by uh, on their some of these what they call Codell trips overseas where these uh, members of, uh, of uh, both the House and the Senate get compromised by sleeping with children and they and they and they and they compromise. And these are real things. These are very real things. We know that. But when you start to hear this being talked about now at the level that General Flynn is at, it's a significant realization and awakening to where we are as a nation. We are dealing with a pedophile class in leadership and worse, a pedivore class that's above them. Sickness beyond sickness and it's evil beyond evil. And sadly, and we're going to get into a lot of this in, a, in later shows, is the center of hub for this, unfortunately, is Israel. And I know that this puts chills up so many people's spine because you're told to pray for Israel. And I've said so many times, the government of Israel is not of God. And it needs to be very clear about that. And it's something that you have to understand that we are dealing truly with an evil of evils right now. And it's something that is going to take all of us to hold fast and not be sucked into these idolatries that have happened. And quite frankly, the idea of worshiping Israel as churches do is an idolatry. God never told us to worship them more than him, and God never set up a two-tier system in our faith. That's unfortunate that so many churches have sucked into this, but they have, and in so doing, they have literally brought about a world where you have a country, Israel, that people are worshiping, that at its core, they don't even believe in Jesus. The majority of them don't. So that's something you just have to keep in mind. By the way, Candace Owens, since she has become pregnant, has just gone on fire. I want you to hear this piece from her. It's pretty amazing, and boy, I'll tell you, she's got something to say. What do you have to say to the trans students on this campus who actively feel victimized by your presence here today? Additionally, you just pointed out that this man detransitioned earlier in your speech. Guys, I want to hear her. Go ahead. What do I have to say? Just, just the question, please. No speech. What is the question? What do you have to say to the trans students on this campus who feel actively victimized by your presence here? Life's tough. Get a helmet, man. I'm too pregnant for this. Next question. Seriously, somebody just give out free hugs or something and then somebody give out free hugs. I don't I can't be your mommy. Okay, I'm too pregnant. I can't be your mommy. As a non-binary person, what do you have to tell me about my identity? Because I know for a fact I'm not confused. Okay, next question. Great statement. That's a statement. That's a statement. Okay, you know your identity. You're not confused. Congratulations, sweetheart. Thank you very much for your statement. What was she looking for there? What did she expect me to say? Why would I care? If she's so confident in exactly who she is, why is she snarling at me to stand up and tell me that? It's pretty amazing how important and how destructive at the same time this transgender movement is to our period in which we live. The transgender movement is the core of the satanic infection into our world. And it's getting deep into people's lives. Obviously, this is all about mutilation and of children at the end of the day. And sadly, we are standing by still too much as a society and letting this go on. Children and youth have been so deeply infected with this idea that gender is a choice, which, of course, we know is an absolute lie. And that's a lie of Satan himself. The only way we're going to win this war is to ultimately get to the core and, and to the very bottom of this problem. And ultimately, it always comes back to the same thing. What is your relationship with God? And what's the relationship and acceptance of Jesus in your life? This is at the core of this entire fight in the Middle East. It's at the core of everything right now in our world when they have stripped away religion. They've taken God out of the schools. They've taken God out of our government. They've taken God out of 
even our, our systems of law. And, and then they've definitely taken God out of the corporate boardrooms. What we're left there is when we're stripped away like that, people are literally wandering the desert and exposed and vulnerable to all the other things of this world. And what are those things? It's a material consumption world that leads everybody astray into believing that the wealth of their life is acquired through the accumulation of things, not the wealth that we build by our deeds, efforts, and our love in which we walk in in this world that builds those wealth, that, those riches in heaven. It's a completely juxtaposed system we're in right now, and people are getting lost because they don't have an understanding of the deeper place of the way with Jesus. And unfortunately, our churches are not helping. They're teaching a message that doesn't present the miracles of the living God. And that's just something that's on each of us to take that church in our heart as Jesus intended and to step into the world, proclaim our authorities, and start living that way that people can see Jesus through ourselves. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come here today very humbled after a long trial of things going on. This has been a difficult last couple of weeks as the enemy has besieged this platform and tried to silence the voice and disrupt this community and fellowship. So, Father, we just ask today for a prayer to begin with a blanket, a covering of protection over this entire community of Mars Nation. And to really inspire the hearts that in these times where there's an absence or a void, not to turn in, but to turn outward and to turn deep within the word. Too often in this day and age, in social media in particular, we turn our frustrations onto one another. And these are truly the tricks of the enemy. And instead of taking time to settle in and to embrace the glory of the word, the glory of the walk with Jesus. We take time instead to bury ourselves into politics and the visceral and chaotic sense of life that is amplified through these platforms that can, while they can be used for unity are more appropriately, unfortunately, used for discord. So Father, we just rebuke the spirit of discord today and push it back to literally bring people closer together to turn their eyes deep on, the, on Jesus and that walk of what that means, to embrace truly the, the gifts and to embrace truly the power of the Holy Spirit and to embrace the authorities given to us on this earth. There is too little emphasis at times of chaos on those things and rather too much emphasis on the chaos itself. And sadly, our enemy is very well versed in creating division, division in the heart, amplifying wounds, within us, and those wounds that the enemy amplifies create portals and doorways for it to seed in discord and hatred, uh, division, and we have to be better than that. So, Father, as we step into this place in this world where we are trying to walk and be more mighty in kingdom, to walk truly more in alignment in the body of Christ, we just pray today for, the, for that discernment that settles in as well to each person's heart, a massive dose of a discernment, of fulfillment and discernment where people can literally see the steps ahead of them as pure as virgin steps in virgin snow. And may that be a clear walk that we can avoid the temptations that draw us away, that avoid the temptations of the calls to war, to avoid the temptations of hate because of lines of religion. These are rigid institutions of ideologies that are now using, being used to divide rather than to unite. 
and instead to find the power and the love of the mightiness in Jesus, to start bringing people's awareness on these days to the greater love in which he brings. Father, that is not an easy task either, and we know that. But it does fall upon us, each of us, to humble ourselves before the throne, to be mighty within who we are, to accept this walk as something greater than us, and to literally place ourselves fully into the, into the service of Jesus and sacrifice who we are for the greaterness of the body of Christ. That's truly in the core of Romans 8, where we have to get past the temptations of the flesh and move into the mightiness of the Spirit to live all things through you, all things, not just a Sunday prayer, not just a morning prayer, but all things we live through you. And where you guide us, we go. And that, Father, also creates a necessity to hear you better. And the only way we can hear you better, we know very clearly, is to be vulnerable, to be naked before the throne, to be transparent in our hearts. And sadly, Father, it is an honest statement most of us can make that there are things that we do not want to reveal. And even to you, we covet them deep in our heart to try to think that somehow these aren't things that we have to speak, but instead we can do some sort of blanket forgiveness. But Father, just pray today there's, there's just a a comfort and a settling that can settle into everybody to literally have an under the appreciation and the, the awareness of the need to stand before the throne, a need to literally be completely vulnerable, transparent, and let all things go and to speak those into the world, not just to speak them in private rooms, but to be able to come together and speak them in testimony to others because it's there by scripture. We are reminded that that's where the true healing begins. And Father, that is really where the release begins and where we begin to live again, where we begin to un unlock those binds that the enemy has upon us. Because this is an enemy, as we very well know, that will exploit any vulnerability that we have. And those vulnerabilities allow the enemy to bypass the strength and mightiness of the armor which you have given us to wear. So Father, this is a time now that these prayers that we, we make today are one of, of lifting to level up, to bring people to a greater understanding of what it is to walk in the authorities of our kingdom and of our God and of, our, of you, Lord, and of our Savior. All of these things. Because in this time and a place where there's so much being thrown at us and so much chaos and so many temptations, there is a path. It's a clear path. It's a mighty path, and it's not one that's about hate. It's not one about division. It's not one about throwing stones. It's one about listening to you, abiding in you. And the more that we abide in you, the clearer that path becomes. It doesn't have the ups and downs of the chaos and the adrenaline that comes with that, the, the intensities of, of hatred that fuel the passions too often which are always at the end game, the same thing, to build the drums for war. But rather it has a greater focus to understand what it is to be stewards of this world, to literally walk in the space as authorities and representatives of kingdom, to have the authorities to walk in this world, to bring about a greater world, not to wait for somebody to fix it for us, but to be active in this fight until that day comes when Jesus returns. But we have to be active. 
And to do so, we have to be in alignment with you. And so this prayer today, Father, is just that, to tear down those walls, to repel the temptations of chaos, to settle our hearts into this walk of the glory of kingdom, to be satisfied truly and fulfilled with a deep relationship with you, whether we are alone in our physical world or whether we are with others, to appreciate truly that all things are the same in that level. We must align and fill ourselves with you first. And as we do, and as we accomplish these greater tasks, these greater places, we truly are set free. So Lord, thank you. Bless us in this walk. Guide us in this day. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, along those lines, I want to play something for you here that's actually quite amazing. And this is a testimony of an ISIS fighter that literally uh, saw Jesus. And it's a reminder of really the core nature of this fight on a global level. Take a listen to this. Watch this video with me. This is one of the members from ISIS having a full-blown encounter with Jesus Christ. Let's play the video. I felt a touch on my left shoulder and a voice that says, I forgive you. And uh, <laughs> they didn't understand. I did not understand uh, what, how could that be possible? Because, because I heard Allah is forgiven and merciful. But we cannot know his forgiveness till the day of judgment. So I said, who are you that forgives me? And I feel forgiven today. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I did not understand what that means because I had never heard those words. So I said, what is your name? And he said, Jesus Christ. This is such a powerful testimony and such a reminder of just how wrong we are getting this current day. The one thing that's absolutely essential and fundamental in our faith is the principles of forgiveness. Islam does offer forgiveness, but after death. It's only there that the judgment is given. So we're living in a world where there's a distorted view of where we walk. And rather than casting stones and talking about how one religion hates the other, which by the way, the things, the places I've walked and the things that I've seen, I, this is literally one of those things that when you point a finger at somebody, there's always three pointing back at you. There is so much hate between religions, so much hate even between the houses of God. It's ridiculous. So as a guy who's literally sat and negotiated peace with Islam, with people of Islam, believers in in Islam, and to see that we could find common ground and then actually have some very interesting and exploratory conversations about Jesus. My mission wasn't to convert. My mission was to find peace, by the way, in the things I did. And I was good with that. But where we are in the world right now is we don't even hear each other right now. 
And this testimony is so powerful because this is an ISIS fighter that didn't even know the words of what Jesus spoke. You are forgiven. And in given this principle that he is the way, it broke him. If there's something to pray about, it's something you want as a, quote, superpower of, the, of heaven, make it that. Make it that profound place where you can be, come into somebody and, and represent Jesus in such a profound way that people feel it and sense that amazing forgiveness that literally breaks down their walls and brings them in. And you won't reach everybody. But if that is something we seek, and that is something that we're trying to pursue, that becomes our first weapon in war. And it's a profound one. Because long before there's plowshares forged into spears and swords, we are in here truly plowing through the, the darkness of hearts to raise people up and to give them greatness and an understanding of a greater way. This is about peace on earth. This isn't about warring to kill each other to create a new world or a new era. That's this whole nonsense of a new world order. That in the process of this, we must, must destroy what you knew. We must tear it down. We must take from you what you thought was you, were, you, were desert, you deserved or you had worked for. We must strip it from you by force. This is Satan's way. And we must force you to comply to the new way in which we will present. That's right out of the book of Enoch, just so we're clear. This is where the original fall came from. So we're in a place where we have that system competing with one where God says, I'm not going to corrupt you. I'm just asking for you to come to me and to love me by your, by your free will. And there is where I will be able to give you the greater part of your inheritance in a simple term. And those inheritances aren't coming in the forms of, of great bank accounts and more trips to Walmart. That's the way of Satan. But we're walking in a place now where we're literally being able to affect lives through the passion, the love, the intensity of all that God brings. And that's worth something. That's worth something greater than we can possibly imagine. I want to play this. It's just something, a good reminder of where our prayers should be daily. I no longer pray, God, give me what I think I need, but give me what you know I need. God is the only one who has been in my tomorrow, so he's the only one who knows what I'm going to need when I get there. And if he knows I need to fight a lion, so I'll be ready for Goliath, I want to fight the lion. I don't want him to prevent the fight, I want him to provide the faith so that I will... Because if I don't fight Goliath, I can't get his sword, and if I don't get his sword, it won't be in storage when I need it. God knows what I need. And he does. And that's what we often forget because we're praying for things that we want God to give us. But we don't always know what we need. We don't know what fills our wounds. We don't know what fills the gaps in our lives. We don't know what really fills our true spiritual bank account, to say. Right? And when we finally start to appreciate that as we're praying into God to, like, God, guide me, provide for me what I need, it could be the smallest of things. We're looking at the worries of, of a bill that you have to pay or the concerns for various things in this life, and suddenly God provides you with something small that is so fulfilling that it breaks you, and it, it fulfills you, and it changes you. 
And in that process, you become healed and you become greater in kingdom and you can become greater in him and you start to hear him better. Those are the gloriful things of this time that we live. But in the absence of those, we seek to fill those voids ourselves. And if there's really any encapsulating testimony of my own life, it's that pursuit in my life of always trying to fill those things with what I thought I needed until I finally submitted to him and said, God, fill me with what you need me to be filled with. And once we walk in that, that's the yes, and we let go of the I know better, we are in a profound place in this world. And no, not everybody will be of the same level, but that doesn't matter. The minute that we let go of the I need, I know, I want, and we step into God, tell me what you need for me, You can watch this world transition and transform literally in hours. It's that profound. So it's really this, it's that pathway that we have to seek and not an easy one. But as we start to break down those conditionings of years to step away from a world built around a a me's focus, which is, it's, it's this concept of us switching the, the, eyes and authority from him into us and worse than fulfilling that through our idolatries of the material world and our idolatries of the physical world of relationships. All of this thing ends up having the same seed. And the interesting part about it is when you really water it all down and we use the word love in a very broad sense, but it's really giving ourselves and our love to him so that he can fill us in a greater way. And when that happens, our world around us literally transitions. We, we start to look at everything so differently. A hard step to make sometimes, but it's one we have to pursue. And if we can bring it in our own hearts, we can lead others to the same. And when we lead others to the same, you want to know how to win this? You want to know how to tear apart this enemy? You want to know how to stop these crazy wars? It's there. Because at the center point, when we turn ourselves over to him and submit we get something back. It's called forgiveness. And when forgiveness is given and we're able to speak those words, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I forgive myself. Jesus, I submit to you and thank you for all you have given to release me from my sins. Those words, wow. That is a profound place to be. Patriots, Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening. For Barnes FM, until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward 
by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 